Hello and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. I am Jan, your host, and I'm glad to have you with this episode. And we have a very special guest. He is from Heathens Against Hate, uh, whose mission it is to bring the heathen community together to educate both each other and non-heathens on the differences between I commonly held beliefs and practices and its extremism. Heathens Against Hate is an independent branch of the Troth, and with me today is the public relations officer and administrator of many hats, Ethan Stark. Hi, Ethan. Welcome to Gifts of the Weird. Thanks for having me. You bet. Really glad to um, have you on to talk about a very important topic to inclusive heathenry. And that's one of the things about this podcast is we're inclusive topics for and about inclusive heathenry. So we're glad to have you about. Well, I'm glad to lend my voice finally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ethan, I'd really like to, uh, since you're our guest today, I'd like to start with your path to heathenry. Kind of in a nutshell, uh, we don't have to have all of the nitty gritty details, but basically how did you you come to finding heathenry as the path that resonates best for for you in your life? Um, Well, I believe it started like similarly to others, you know, I being young and reading Lord of the Rings and being really entranced by all the fantasy world and did a little bit of research and digging and found a lot of parallels with uh, Norse mythology. And that just kind of <laughs> spiraled, the research spiraled under uh, out of control. And I found myself knee deep in heathen and uh, Norse folklore and Scandinavian myth and that coupled with my love of contemporary Scandinavian culture just kind of cemented that for me. And so uh, I think that that I think that was kind of like the gateway. <laughs> and did you have another practice and you just sort of uh, switched over? What's uh, well, I I grew up I grew up Jewish, and when I was about thirteen, I you know the typical age of of I'll call it the typical age of uh, teenage angst and enlightenment. Um, <laughs> and shortly after my bar mitzvah, ironically enough, I became very much involved with earth earth centered spirituality. And uh, Wicca was obviously my my gateway drug to neo paganism. And, but the eclecticism of, uh, of Wicca didn't really appeal to me, and so I started trying to get a little bit more research. And then I eventually found uh, ADF and did some work with them um, here in New York City when I moved here. And uh, part of my work was actually in building up the, proto- the first proto-grove of ADF in Manhattan when I was here, when I moved to New- shortly after I moved to New York. And I found myself gravitated to Norse hearth culture and really enjoying the the rituals and the core order of, uh, of rituals and the litur- and the liturgy that uh, that I was allowed to do as part of a- as part of that culture. And I decided enough's enough, and I just needed to call heathen me my home and that has been my spiritual home ever since excellent glad to hear that that's a great story do you i I like to ask people if you've called to a certain god or goddess or a couple of them that have just kind of really pulled you under their wings and uh, given you a place where you can say yes i really identify more along this lines than others well, it's interesting. I I've called myself an Odinsman on several occasions, um, 
and I and I think it's because I I gravitate toward you know toward Odin, but I'm not entirely sure that I actually have a specific familial familial relationship with him. It just happens that we kind of like cross paths and just I don't know. I, I, it, it's it's very <laughs> it's very touch and go. Um, but I would definitely I would not say that I have a special relationship with any any deity in specific it's it's sort of focusing on a specific deity when the occasion calls for it so if if i'm doing if i'm doing a annual gathering with my kindred and we call on 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 tir as like the being of the occasion the relationship is is more focused at that point in time and then we're just kind of you know quote unquote shake our hands amicably afterwards pleasure working with you and (laughs) moving on that sounds like a great way to have relationships with the with them. Good ones with all of them here and there, and then we just kind of interact as needed. That's great. Yeah, and I'm sure some people like to avoid, and, and by the same token, certain uh, certain deities. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a little more flexibility that way. So let's talk about heathens against hate, and this is unfortunately seems to be a need, a very needed organization because of so much ugliness out in the world today and that's just putting it lightly actually outright bigotry racism and hatred being spewed at people just for differences either choices of a certain path to follow or a way to practice a path all the way down to things that we have no choice over such as our our gender our identification our our skin color and and such so how did heathens against hate or why did heathens against hate start kind of get started and um, what's what's kind of your the thought of about what the mission is we talked about the mission in the introduction but can you expand a little bit more about what uh, the mission kind of it, it is uh, for yeah, today um so heathens against hate initially started as a blog back in 2008 where the owner of the blog posted certain topics um that touched on social issues within the heathen community, uh, primarily appropriation of the faith and of heathen symbols by extremist groups and so on and so forth. And it wasn't until, I think, 2013, maybe, that the owner reached out to the Troth and asked the Troth if they were willing to help out with uh, with this uh, with doing something about the blog, um, you know, either bringing it up to light, uh, traffic or whatnot. Um, this was a little bit before my time, before I came on board. Um, and it wasn't until last year, 2017, where I was brought on board and along with the truth, it was decided that this would be an independent branch that would become an advocacy group. And essentially what we're doing is we are continuing in the same line of of the blog in the sense of we are bringing things to light in regards to hate and bigotry and specifically when it comes to hate and bigotry within modern heathenry and racism is very pervasive in heathenry and it's due to the past especially in heathenry and the americas primarily in the united states and and it's so so ingrained that there is a need to kind of reach back and be like okay we we need to we need to we need to break this apart we need to understand how exactly we got to this point where we have this dissension and where we have this kind of divisiveness where even you have heathens against heathens and it 
And so Heathens Against Hate was created as an autonomous advocacy group under the Truth Umbrella in order to hold individuals and organizations accountable for different bigotries and for people who perhaps are not sure of the path of heathenry that they follow or doubt it, or maybe they were extremist or not, um, or, or were extremist leaning to kind of come to Heathens Against Hate. And we are here to provide a sustained dialogue. We're not just going to say, hey, we're against hate. And, you know, you should you should stay away from this group and, the, and that individual or that individual is has known associations with that individual. We we're more pragmatic in the approach of we are providing academic resources. We do a lot of inreach um, and we want people to not just say, hey, we're against hate, but we are our deeds. It's an axiom that has been touted in the in the heathen community for years. And so we are holding heathens accountable by saying, okay, if we are our deeds, then let's put our put our money where our mouth is and let's do something about it. And so Heathens Against Hate essentially is working on providing community initiatives and inclusive initiatives in order for heathens to rise up so we can actually affect change, not just talk about it. It's a tall order, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. And how are you finding, so you, you've really started revamping a lot of things. Uh, website is getting uh, really upgraded and looking really fantastic, actually. And you're starting to offer some different ways to gain information, such as the Inclusive Heathen Organization page, the initiatives that you have about creating a group. Uh, what's Tell me, tell us about creating a group to talk about these types of things with the inclusive initiative. How does how is that going to work, and what do you hope is going to? Um, uh, so essentially, essentially the uh, the group platform, which we called Frithworks, are essentially just public gatherings, and through these gatherings, we are able to gather together as a community offline, specifically offline, because we spend a lot of time online and. You know, we, we sometimes hide behind our screens and we're a little too comfortable. And the work for inclusivity and and for the elimination of hate, it is, yeah, you do have to get down into the dirt sometimes. What Frithworks essentially does is that it allows people to get offline and meet one another and discuss things in their local community that, that may ail them. So... For instance, you might have people getting together saying, okay, hi, well, we're, let's talk about these certain topics of how can we be more inclusive? How can we, how can we open our groups up a little bit more? And by the, by the same token, it could also be airing problems and grievances of maybe there's a local group in your nearby vicinity who is not inclusive, who might be, you know, downright downright racist and, and, and appropriating symbols and the faith. And so these things are, are brought up in, could be brought up in conversation, which are hosted by approved facilitators. You essentially would go onto our website and you would fill out an application and you would submit the application to Heathens Against Hate, where we will review, and upon review, we would send you a packet, which is essentially like a guideline, a brief gu- guideline of how to facilitate discussion. Um, because a lot of these discussions 
let's face it, are going to be difficult. So there are going to be very heated topics. And so learning how to kind of keep the frith or keep the frith working, insert snare drum here, you're, you know, it, it gives you an opportunity to kind of get that community together and organize in a way of getting everybody's thoughts in order and, and, and kind of grouping people together in response to a problem. And if let's say you do have a problem and you bring it and and you see that this is something that maybe Heathens Against Hate could help you with, we also have a process where the facilitator would send a report of the Frith works being done, pretty much kind of like, hey, what did you guys talk about? Did you come up with any any solutions to your problem? Is there something that we can help you and we'll gladly share resources with your group or whatnot? And Frithworks essentially is something that we would like to see people do at least twice a year in a geographical region. It could be in the United States, it could be in Canada, it could be all around the world. It's, it's just we're welcoming all who welcome all to kind of get people together because it's not just about the heathens against hate staff. It's not just about myself or the troth. You do not have to be a member of the troth in order to participate in heathens against hate. Frithworks pretty much is the basic ground level, hey, what can I do? It sounds like a really great idea because sometimes you mentioned getting offline, off social media to do this because once you start meeting people, you can form a stronger bond. I'm not saying that you can't have good connections with folks via messenger and things like that, but man, when you can really be in person with them, you really get to bond a little bit closer and understand each other a little bit more, the nuances and things. There's really helps to minimize a lot of misunderstandings. No, absolutely. The the nuances of conversations sometimes get lost. Even when you and I are speaking right now, we're hearing each other's voices or whatnot, but we don't see our mannerisms, our our eyes. Like eye contact is very important in conversation. And and I mean, it it allows, it, it also allows heathens to just get get to know one another, get, you know, get, get in the same room. A lot of us, especially in, in rural parts of the United States, such as the Midwest and sometimes in the South, the, the, the population is very spread out. And so on the, on the off chance that people do come together, it's kind of like, what do we do? We can sit down and have a bloat. We can have a ritual. We can all go to the bar and drink some beer together, or we can sit down and talk about our faith and also talk about our differences and also talk about what we can do to amend those differences. And better yet, why not do both? Have a beer and talk about our differences. <laughs> so it, 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 it allows people to even form familial kinships beyond Frithworks itself. And I should, I should mention also, and this is, this is very important, that Frithworks is not just for people who believe in inclusive heathenry to come together and talk about inclusivity and talk about the the problems of, of, of racial divide, but also if there's somebody in their community, for instance, that is a reformed extremist or someone that was once associated with an extremist organization or whatnot, let them in. Bring them, bring them to these roundtable discussions because it is very important to hear from these individuals because they are the ones that have that insight that we need in order to proceed. And and that's part of the difficult work that I was talking about about about.
by going into the dirt and getting a little bit dirty. We don't want to just distance ourselves and build a wall. There's certain people that we should allow through, and these are the people that have that are seeking to leave that that hate and that and that bigotry and that very toxic heathenry behind. Yeah, and and that's great that that's to make that known so that folks that that are trying to change their their views or and find fellowship around folks that can work with them on it. It's great to have that uh, that openness and that willingness to to work with them. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, that's that's part of sustained dialogue. You gotta even talk to the people that you might at first feel very averse to talking to. And that's not to say that we're going to be, we're not opening the doors to like active racist heathens or, or, or people that are just going to come in and, and, and start a ruckus because, you know, that's not, that's not conducive to open and civil discourse right. either. And so um, I want to specify that it's people that wish to reform, people that wish to leave or have already left and are just seeking kinship like an alternative you leave you leave a a, a a racist kindred behind and then you are on your own well no heathens against hate and frith works allow for a platform to exist so you can at least see what else is out there you can still have that kinship and still have that community without that without that hate and we are a religion of community exactly and what, what are some of the, the challenges that the organization is kind of facing today as far as maybe uh, people assuming things that maybe it's not quite exactly right about what the mission is or what the goal is? There have been uh, misunderstandings on both ends. On, on one end, there is the misunderstanding that by saying heathens against hate, and specifically in our, in our mission statement when we are talking about the the combating of hate that word combat initially evokes some sort of physical strife and people expect people sometimes expect a violent approach people sometimes expect to be like this like this uh pagan black block of sorts where where we would go and and you know commit violence against uh, against written about racists or against about racist organizations. And while we are against them, we are against their ideology and, and against their words and actions, especially if they're just upfront about it. And we're not talking refor- re- reformed racists or reformed extremists. We're talking about active ex- extremists who wish to do us harm. We do not and will not ever advocate for any physical violence in any form and one of the and and one of these one of the accusations was that we are we're 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 this kind of militant militant pagan group and no we are not and we had we've had We've had certain groups, especially online, that have accused of the have accused us of this. Most recently, uh, a group called the Druid Circle accused us of this and, and created this big drama and fervor prior to Philadelphia Pagan Pride, where we were actually giving a uh, a talk and a panel discussion. It, it's very unfortunate because that's not where we're about, and there's no mention whatsoever in any form that we have that we are advocating for this. And I'm clearing the air right now 
by saying that we are not advocating for this. At the same, um, you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you have those that believe in that hard line that I was discussing earlier about building this wall. Um, and part of the confusion when we are talking about about bringing the community together to educate one another, it's it's not to get all the people who are for inclusive heathenry and talk about how, oh, we're a whole bunch of inclusive people and keep all the non-inclusive people out. While the action of active extremism is not welcome and will not be welcome, we are also, like I said, opening the doors for reform, for reform, for, for people that are wishing to leave hatred behind. And that that point sometimes does not come across. People are sometimes taken aback by saying, well, why are you letting these people in? They are they were associated with so-and-so, or they know somebody who's associated with so-and-so. And sometimes that is too soft, I, I guess is the word or the term that I'm looking for. Um, the accusation that that approach is too soft, uh, that we should be hard-lined and not allow anybody who's either, who even even if they're former extremists or whatnot, not allowing them, quote-unquote, through our gates. Uh, but that that's not conducive to the mission. We're not we're not getting anywhere by by shutting the doors on somebody who is reformed, for instance. It's sort of like somebody who you know decided to walk out of an abusive household. And now they're roaming the streets trying to find, you know, a warm bed to sleep in. You know, part of our aspect of heathenry that attracted me to the faith that I think attracts a lot of people to the faith is our hospitality, is our ideal of hospitality. And so Heathens Against Hate does raise that banner of hospitality to to select few. And those select few are those that are actively seeking to reform themselves away from hate. But there needs to be a division or, or a separation between accepting extremism and reforming it. By allowing ref- reformed extremists into the forums of heathens against hate and allowing them to tell us about their experience is, is part of reformation. It's not, it's not enabling a platform to hate. And we do have online policies that are very strict on that. So if somebody does come into the group spouting hate, there there is no let's listen to what he has to say. There is a zero tolerance policy of you're you're trolling us. You're going to be leaving leaving the group. So I think it's very important to make that distinction between between those two concepts. And it really helps because that way people know that they have a place where they can actually legitimately discuss ideas and, and have a platform to, to uh, talk about things rather than being shot down by a certain thing that's not a discussable topic. Yeah, it, it, these, to- these topics are difficult. Yeah, I mean, these topics are very difficult to talk about. And sometimes we're prone to, we are prone to, to defensiveness that leads to eventual like shouting matches or whatnot. And that's part of that's part of the of the facilitation of discourse, both online and offline, where we need to kind of you know cool our jets and kind of figure out why we're discussing the things that we're discussing, and also examine ourselves, examine why we feel the way that we do, and be true to ourselves as to as to why we are 
why we're having this discussion this discussion to begin with. So how have you found the support of the Troth been since the organization has become this independent branch? Well, the Troth has has provided us with a wonderful array of resources that we are essentially filtering to others. And we're working together with programs of the Troth that have been instrumental even before even before the inception of Heathens Against Hate in combating hatred and promoting inclusive heathenry, um, most notably the Troth InReach program, which provides um, inmates in prison as well as as well as um, people within mental health facilities with academic resources to the heathen faith. Um, as well as chaplaincy services and faith services. And the reason why that's really important is because a lot of that hatred in America in general, regardless of whether it's specific, specifically heathen or, or a heathen hate or whatnot, hate groups are bred in the prison system, which is already naturally segregated by race. And so that hotbed is essentially a place where a lot of the work should very much be focused that's almost kind of like one of those kernels that that needs to that needs tending and so and so the troth has definitely been instrumental in providing resources and there have been successes great successes in that uh in that program and we're proud heathens against hate is definitely proud to work together with the troth in advancing that mission that's great news it's great to see organizations working together even with the, the different, slightly different missions each may have to accomplish a similar goal, which overall is a great environment for a spiritual relationship to begin with our gods and with our the nature spirits around our ancestors and then those that are around us. So something really cool that you all that you are you personally are, I think are going correct to the world parliament of religion. Uh, yeah, the uh, the parliament of world religion. Uh, we are we are going to be. Heathens Against Hate is going to be speaking at the Parliament of World Religion, which is a one of the world's largest interfaith conferences. Uh, it happens every so often. I don't think it, it does not happen every year, but this year it it is in the first week in November in Toronto, Canada, and every year has a theme. And this year, uh, Parliament of World Religion 2018's theme is the promise of inclusion and the power of love, pursuing global understanding, reconciliation, and change. And we couldn't think of a more perfect, uh, a more perfect time to go and participate in Parliament, because that is, that is definitely what we are about. And because the heathen faith in general is still very esoteric, very obscure, and very minuscule in the grand scheme of the world of world religion that we we participate and and we ha- and we are going to be attending we will be having a table along with uh, along with the troth and through four through four days of of conferences and discussions we are also going to be hosting a lecture of our own in regards to inclusive heathenry, as well as the problems that heathenry faces with extremism in our midst. I was wondering if you were going to be able to have a presentation on the program, and that is really a fantastic opportunity to be able to present an alternate face that gets a lot of the media attention, which is generally, who gets all the media attention? (laughs) The ones with the symbols that they're resurrecting and, and continuing to add hatred to. 
and we and we're definitely and we're definitely touching on that. That the, we're, we're going to have a, a very brief synopsis because the history of racism within heathenry can and has been put into a book, and so we do not have time for that. But we are going to be presenting a, a very concise synopsis with examples of how heathenry of how racism and heathenry developed and 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 how even non or non-extremist heathen groups have appropriated symbols and when we've seen it throughout the world and especially in the past uh, in the past several years and so yeah this gives us an opportunity to showcase in the grand scheme of things, not just the heathen faith as a as a legitimate religion, but also the misconceptions that you know make somebody in the audience be like, "Huh, I totally saw that symbol, but I did not think it meant what I thought it meant." Yeah, and then and then there's of course the the folks who just totally only hear one side of the thing or they hear the memes or they or they see the memes and then they think oh that's what that means and someone could definitely misunderstand a person's intent so and 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 there's and there've been there have been strides by external organizations to understand it better such as the anti defamation league they have they have their hate symbol da- database and they they do actually a fantastic job in in writing that, for instance, if you search Othala or Thor's hammer or runes, for instance, they will specifically mention something along the lines of this symbol is also used by non-racist pagans or non-racist individuals. And consequently, these symbols should be judged in context, which I think is really, really important. And and this is something that, that should be continuously promoted, especially when it comes to the media. And certain organizations have followed suit with that. We've actually, Heathens Against Hate has had open communication with the Southern Poverty Law Center. I, I've personally spoken with them on the phone uh, for a good several hours on multiple occasions, talking about their description on their neo-Volkish hate page. And since then, they have been editing their page on a regular basis where they're specifically referring to the use of the term folkish as, as denoting ethnocentrism and, and describing, um, describing heathenry as opposed to non-racist heathens, how there's a lot of non-racist heathens out there. So that, that separation as well as focus, because we do have racist groups. The Auschwitz Focus Assembly, the AFA, is listed under the Southern Poverty Law Center as a neo-Volkish hate group, and and rightly so. That's that's why Declaration One Twenty Seven was so instrumental, and I think it's thanks to Declaration One Twenty Seven that organizations such as the Southern Poverty Law Center took notice of of neo-volkish hate groups but they also took notice of heathenry and so now it comes now it's kind of like trying to take two two colored silly silly putties and try to you know rip them apart without the colors meshing together and the problem is we do have a lot of appropriation both in symbols and in faith and so it's really good to see when you have like these organizations that we are also going to talk about in toronto about external organizations who are not heathen related at all they did do their homework and they are helping us in the mission of drawing those those lines in the in the symbolic sand so to speak okay that's going to be quite a busy weekend and quite an amazing weekend 
for you and everyone that's going there to be a part of that. And I was looking on the website and it's an open registration. People can register and attend the parliament as well uh, for that weekend. And, we, and we're encouraging anybody, anybody who's listening, who's in, in uh, Toronto or whereabouts, like, you know, come, come find us, but also be a part of, of the, of the whole, of the whole event. This is, a, this is almost a once in a lifetime event where you actually get to experience different faiths and by extension also different cultures from around the world. I imagine one of the great things about it would be to see all of these different faith practices actually harmonious and working together and supporting each other it must be a really amazing place to have such a pretty much a, a, a unity of voices with many, many different paths. Yeah. And, and by and by extension, also having different has take a look at heathenry some maybe even for the first time we will have you know this 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 parliament of world religion will have representatives from the jewish community from the muslim community from the sikh community from from all different denominations of of, of christianity and baha'i and so on and so forth and it it allows people to also get a glimpse of uh of of a somewhat unknown faith and maybe maybe the first reconstructionist faith that they that they ever encountered so it'll be interesting for sure it will be interesting and it's a great thing to do and i'm really happy that you and several others are going to be there to do that and to make that happen so and did you go to the philadelphia pagan pride i did uh i i participated in the panel along with uh along with other members of heathens against hate as well as the Oglava um, heathen tradition, which was very interesting. Yeah, that must, that must have been a great, almost like a little dry run for the Parliament of World Religions, where you can just get used to people looking at you and talking talking to you, maybe, or uh, kind of break those nerves down a bit. Uh, it was going to break a few nerves, um, but when but when I see the Parliament of World Religion on Twitter, three hundred uh, lectures and speakers, it's. <laughs> There's a difference between between a good. We did have a good turnout in Philadelphia. Don't get me wrong, and and people uh, people were very positive at our at our panel, which did have a pretty good question and answer, and 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 we did have some some questions already prepared. But this this is a whole different kettle of fish. Like this is this is big. So I'm I'm definitely nervous, <laughs> but I but I've been working together with Heathens Against Hate for the past month and a half now on our on our lecture which is going to be a lecture as well as a as a Q&A panel discussion and so it do, it will allow people in attendance to not just hear but also raise questions of their own and and these are people that have spent years or maybe even all their lives doing working in interfaith and so I, I this is my first time being in the setting, quite honestly. So I, I I'm standing. I'm I would like to say that I'm standing before before an interfaith giant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, may Braggy bless you all with uh, smooth speaking abilities, and when the time comes. Oh boy, yeah. Let's 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 do that. <laughs> So, Ethan, this is uh, really great to get to know Heathens Against Hate a little a little better. To know that there's advocacy out there and people researching and, and looking up information and trying to make sure that there are safe spaces to talk about these, as you said, very important topics and sometimes very 
difficult to broach, but we need safe settings where we can talk about this and, and know where those spaces are. So uh, really appreciate Heathens Against Hate's purpose and what you're doing now and all of the, the moving forward and making making the changes needed to meet and suit the, the, the way things are needed today. So that's really great. Yeah, thank, thank you. And, and I'm, I'm really glad that, that I received the opportunity for you to allow us to give myself and of course, Heathens, Heathens Against Hate, the vocal platform, I think for the very first time, like the vocal platform over the web, that is, to get people to understand that there is a way to, a way to be involved. Yeah. And by all means, our, our work is far from complete and we're still, everything that we're doing is still baby steps compared to some of the other larger organizations out there. And so... I'm really, I'm really hoping that we continue in the same direction and with the same fervor that we have gone thus far. And folks who want to learn more about Heathens Against Hate, um, there is the website, which I will have links to in our notes, heathensagainst.org. And on there, they, our listeners can learn about the inclusive initiatives, such as Frithworks, how to sign up, how to have a roundtable discussion in your local community, and other opportunities that are available, such as uh, making yourself available of the resources. There's a, a growing list of inclusive heathen organizations that include organizations worldwide. So it's not only, you're not only limited to the United States, you've got international participation. And if we, and if we missed one, there's definitely a button at the bottom that you can submit on behalf of your organization uh, for us to, for us to review and include. Yeah, that's great to have that ability as well. And if you have any questions, uh, there's a contact us link down there and they are on Facebook as well as Twitter. So you can always look those up as well and we'll have links to those. And Ethan, thanks so much. Anything else you'd like to add about uh, the organization, about uh, inclusive heathenry, uh, encouraging folks on? I, I think I think we've I think we tackled a lot and I think that click on those click on those links and review our mission and if everything is hunky dory, feel free to also join us on Facebook and I will you know I will be personally there, you know, chat, chatting away and, and trying to, you know, talk to you guys on the ground level. We're not far away. Again, we're a religion of community. So Heathens Against Hate staff are not removed. We are a part of this community and we're so we're all subject to Urlog. And so our actions bind us. And so I think that if if they already bind us, then let's chat. Like, I'll be there. I'll be there. I can answer your questions over Facebook as well. Feel free to message me and I will I will do my very best to to respond in, in just time, depending on the amount of responses I get. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan, for joining us and chatting. And we look forward to hearing about Parliament of World Religion, seeing something on Facebook or in the new se- the upcoming news section on the Heathens Against Hate website. Oh, absolutely. We'll write up about how it went, maybe some pictures if possible, if that's allowed. And just to hear about the experience will be fantastic. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Follow me on Twitter at Weird Gifts. Like my Facebook page at Gifts of the Weird. Send me an email with ideas for topics or maybe some heathen musicians or guests that you think might be interesting to listen to on the podcast. Gifts of the weird at gmail.com. Check out the show notes for links. Thank you and hail the gods. <laughs>